And so right where I am right now, I would say I'm in the integration process of learning that the real deal of life is effortless, not lazy, which you can be lazy too, but it's not efforting, it's flow and accepting that I am able to receive from nothing. You are able to receive from nothing, just from your authentic being born. You have every right because you are born just like a flower, just because we're nature. We have this guidance that comes for free, available 24-7, free, free. You don't have to pay a dime for it. You don't have to effort for it. All you have to do is be your true nature. And being your true nature, what would that be? It wouldn't be in mind chatter all day. But we thought we think that this is us. We really do. And until we look at that clearly from no judgment, we won't ever see this beautiful gift. Welcome to A Conscious Way Forward, a podcast about healing, reimagining leadership, and reinventing education. If you're a seeker, change maker, or dreamer, you're in the right place. I'm your host, David K. Richards, and I'm on a mission to help individuals rise in consciousness and usher in a new paradigm of a more equitable and just global society. As an educator, founder and CEO, dadpreneur, coach, and ambassador for change, I share my conscious journey through real, raw, and relatable stories while engaging in conversations with a diverse group of guests. I discuss timeless wisdom teachings and how they've helped me navigate life, leadership, parenting, and heal my traumatic childhood wounds. If you're ready to come home to your soul's purpose, co-create a more equitable world, dream, act, and heal forward together, then please continue to listen. Hello, everyone. Oh my gosh. I so thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with Stacy Mihas Luwanski, who is my co teacher, facilitator, intuitive living guide for the inner Sangha. She really is such a model for intuitive living. And in today's episode, She shares so much wisdom, opens up about some of her key experiences that really propelled her forward in this journey of intuitive living. She shares with clarity and conviction about the importance of shedding the layers of conditioning, throwing the formulas out the window, (laughs) getting out of the duality of the mind, trusting yourself, trusting yourself and discerning when or not when to act or not to act on intuitive guidance. And more about the inner Sangha. So Stacy and I run an intensive group experience for internal alignment is the way we like to describe it. And it brings this practice of intuitive living into your daily life with a community of like-minded spiritual people, <laughs> for lack of a better term. So check it out on my website, davidkrichards.com. Look for the Inner Sangha link. We have a new cohort launching soon and we're kind of finalizing the numbers now. So if you're interested, let's jump on the phone and we can answer any questions you may have before we finalize the cohort around the end of August. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. What does it mean to live your life from intuitive guidance? Let's just start there. Yeah. So... You know, I have been involved in personal development forever. So I was the person who read the books or maybe like two sentences of a book and, um, or, you know, just had it in my bookshelf through osmosis. I just needed it in my home. I watched a ton of different videos. I went to Tony Robbins 50 hour seminar by myself, unleash the power within I, um, believed in coaching. I believed that I could make this person better through goals, um, and working really, really hard and putting the pedal to the metal. That's how I used to live. And then the tipping point occurs. Wisdom shows up, grace shows up and that no longer is it, it just doesn't appeal anymore. Right. Some reason for some spontaneous reason, and there's a million reasons, it just no longer appealed to me anymore. Like I wasn't, I wasn't interested in that. 
And I would observe, this is the key. I would observe people who were fully in their element. What I felt like they were fully in their element, passionate about what they do. And I would just sit back with no judgment and just observe them. And then I'd observe how they led and then the kind of the full circle and how they'd end up like all in one moment. And the people that I was following at the time were pretty success, what society considers successful people. And those people that I felt like were living in their ultimate job and success would come back to me with a totally different um, view of what was really taking place. They were being led by, not by intuition, they were being led by egoic forces that we all do, no judgment here, egoic forces that would end up in suffering. They might've hit the goal, but they paid a price to hit that goal. There was a physical, emotional um, thing that was not flow. It was a forcing, a grind. So I used to hang around grinders in business, okay? High level. And then I would pay attention to the grinders and something felt off. So like even with Tony Robbins, I love him dearly, but I felt like, no, 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 no. There's still something off about this. And so with that observing, I was like, I got to, instead of looking at everybody else now, I've got to look at my damn self and really get honest about who I am and what this feeling is that's telling me that it's not, this isn't it. This isn't, that's what it was. It was a feeling beyond any other feeling that said, this is not effing it. Right. And you like to, I know you like to call it the voice of well-being. So like, were you following that your whole life or was there like a tipping point where you started to follow it more? You know what I mean? Yeah, it was halfway. So it wasn't, it was because it's either it is or it isn't. Right. It was following my happiness, but it was my happiness based on my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Although I was hanging around really cool next level people that were deeply troubled, I would say. And I was there for them and and loving them and being that nurturer that I naturally am. It was birthed from, if I traced it back, it was birthed from not being my sovereign self fully and being accepted fully for who I was. So I was just behind the scenes helping people. So I I thought I was following it and being unique and, and all this kind of stuff. But really, if I traced it back, and that is what I've done with my life, I've traced it, things back. It was from conditioning. And intuition is not birthed from the mind or conditioning. Intuition is birthed from essence, from who we truly are. The infinite, vast, open, expansive, eternal, ever-living, everything stems from that place. Yes. It doesn't make sense with logic. Most of the time, it's not logical. Yeah. You can't believe it's happened. It just comes and you're like, what? You know, and, 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 um, and it doesn't end in suffering. Right. Fruits. There's fruits. I have a meditation page, 40 days of meditation. It came from intuition. And what intuition said was guide people, but also showcase the fruits of it, of the fruits of meditation, what comes from meditation, what comes from following intuition. So that's how I know. And then yeah. over time you get used to the group and you, in, and then, so right where I am right now, I would say I'm in the integration process of learning that the real deal of life is effortless, not lazy, which you can be lazy too, but it's not right. efforting. It's flow and accepting that I am able to receive from nothing. You are able to receive from nothing, just from your authentic being born. You have every right because you are born just like a flower, just because we're nature. We have this guidance that comes for free, available 24-7, free, free. You don't have to pay a dime for it. You don't have to effort for it. 
All you have to do is be your true nature and being your true nature. What would that be? It wouldn't be in mind chatter all day, but we thought we think that this is us. We really do. And until we look at that clearly from no judgment, we won't ever see this beautiful gift. So then how do you discern the difference? Because what I'm hearing you say is that some people think that they're getting intuitive guidance, but actually it's coming from conditioning. And you're saying there's, there's a way to just know that it's in guidance or intuition. So how do you know the difference? Like, how do you know? I know the difference because ego is always about the me and the identity. Right. Not universal. And it's mind chatter. Intuition doesn't come from the mind chatter. It's not a voice. Although people might describe it as that. It's a, it's a, it's a intuitive knowing. It's a feeling. It's a pulse that's a mysterious, mysterious pulse. Yeah. You can call it grace. And it comes through stillness. Comes through stillness. Stillness doesn't mean that there's not things happening. It comes from the stepping back, noticing. So if you're in the noticing, if you're just here right now and you're in the noticing, you're listening to this Zoom, you're listening to me speak, you're seeing David nod his head, you, you see what's in the room and you're just here right now, this is your authentic nature. This is reality. Any other thought that I have about that is not. So if I just sit in this, you sit in this, any human being just sits in this, your next best step will always be revealed in this, this, this. It's not that or that, it's this. Now I coach, you know, a lot of people. I've been around the block with coaching and loving people. And what I have found is that most of us believe we are operating from intuition and it's always been ego because you'll notice it a lot of times what we think this instinctive um, pulse is we're like, Oh, I better go do this. I I'm going to go do this. Oh, I'm going to live my life so full and do this and go crazy and all that kind of stuff. Never will intuition be about your demise. It will always be about your full well-being and the fruits and the growing and the expansiveness and the love. It will never be about impulsive, compulsive, grasping for needs. Like a drug addict could say, oh, it was my intuition, my well-being said I better do this drug right this second. And they really believe that. Or I really should go reach out to this person because my ex-boyfriend, because um, uh, intuition telling me, no, no, that's your ego. That's your fear. That's your voice chatter. That is, that is your, when I say ego, I mean your limited self. Essence would never do that. Will it take you down a path that maybe doesn't feel good? Exactly. For a while, ego will take, it might take you on a path that feels good. And then what's so funny about the ego is that not only will you feel bad when you realize it was ego, but you'll be like, holy shit, I can't trust myself now. You know, a lot of people that I work with women that have bad relationships, for example, destructive, toxic relationships, they often think that it's intuition to go back and then it, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. And then it ends. It always constantly is ending in suffering in a loop. And they're thinking the thinking, the thing until they go outside of thinking and really TLC care for themselves in a new way. It's the intuition is veiled by lack. It'll be veiled by a limit in lack until you the body and mind can settle, you're being driven by ego. It's just how yes. it works. Yeah. And for you, I know that you find the stillness like all the time <laughs> because it's right here right now. And so when you find the stillness, how does the intuition flow through you? Easily and effortlessly and stop with no gap. 
sends a pulse in me to do things. Like I just took up the drums after 45 years of life. I played the clarinet, but I never played the drums. I tapped on my kitchen table. Right. I played air like this when I'm watching a concert. But as soon as I started following this and caring about this more than that, creative impulse sensations came through to follow something else. And with that, the fruit is like, wait, I can play the drums. Right. I, I, it feels so good to listen to the beat that I've always listened to and loved and been enamored with musicians. And now it's me, it's this one, it's happening. And it came through intuition and um, the program that we created me and you. Yeah. Sangha, how that happened. So it came from a, um, a deep surrender. You and I both were like, okay, we're here. We are here. We are in the pandemic. We've been in Shivali's groups for two, three years before that years of educate, uh, you know, loving kids and wanting to be involved in our kids in a highly conscious way through, through being a teacher and a creator of schools and all that need me and a mom and a volunteer, just having that genuine love for wanting things to change. And then things changed and we were like, Ooh, things changed, you know, (laughs) we still had to deal with life and the people in our lives. And so you and I took a deeper look at our life and all we've created. And we're like, hmm, how do we do this now? And there was a surrender that happened because we were, we met eye to eye and we felt supported. Yes. Safety that was birthed. Yes. And And intuition put us together. Yeah. Like we both had the intuitive guidance that we should just talk. Yes. The intuitive guidance to chat on Messenger on Facebook. Yeah. We got to create something and help. It was like, it was like, it wasn't a responsibility. It was a natural thing for you and I to to step up to the plate. There was a natural stepping up to the plate with no doubt that that was what was happening. It was happening. Right. And then a surrender. There was, there was things that we needed to shed together fear lack big things that we always feared big things that we always feared we're like oh shit we got to throw that away in order to do this larger capacity sort of thing it was intuitive we got to let this baggage go i watched you you watched me yep as we were shedding intuitions coming and a flow started happening it was like oh my god we're on this boat now and we didn't follow the formulas or the structures or the no. whatever we were supposed to do it was really just and I want people to hear this because I feel like this example is how you live your every part of your life yes at least from my observation of talking to you every, every day every single aspect of my life is lived. okay that's what I thought so the way that inner sangha was birthed is the same way you live every day of your life yeah which is from no formulas from trusting intuitive guidance and this is a question I'm really curious about how and when, or how do you act? Because there's times where you're like, hmm, I should, I know you say like act right away, but obviously there's sometimes where you're like, hmm, I should probably wait. You know, how do you discern when to follow the intuitive guidance, kind of taking that the essence into the human kind of this physical realm, this world? Well, that we're in? You know, really not including thought in it helps a ton because, you know, most of our, all of our brains are conditioned. So our mind thinks in opposites. That's the only way it can think. It's not an and, it's an either or. And our essence is an and, all inclusive. So if I'm operating from the chatter of the mind, there's going to be shit piles created. I've learned that the very, very hard way. Yes. And And so most everything that's coming now is from essence. And it just, there's a deep knowing to follow it. And then with that, with that trust, when I do follow it, so say I get an intuitive tug to message somebody, I would say 99.9999999% of the time. It's so beautifully orchestrated and it's so layered and so so much bigger than any goal I could have ever come up with. Like the inner Sangha is not just 
there was no formula. That was the extra layer of intuition, the beauty of it, like the profoundness of it. There is no formula, but for you to be authentically you, and there is no competition because you can't be me and I can't be you. We're one, yeah. we're one, one consciousness, but your expression is going to be unique. Yeah. And the book is, um, there is no formula. <laughs> We've been talking about that for a while. It's coming. It's coming. And then when it comes, it'll flow. When it comes, it'll flow. And that's how, you know, a lot of yeah. people are stuck. Some people are stuck because the universe just wants them to just chill and relax and be in that and learn yeah. to live in that. And there's yeah. others that are stuck because there's mental, there's mental illness. There's mental illness affecting there's conditions and things that have gone on in that human mind body hiding it from the, the, the openness that's readily available, but they, but, but a lot of us put on armor because, you know, we've been burned before with freedom. You know what I mean? Things that have happened yeah. in our childhood that we were free oh, yeah. and we got violated some more extreme than others. It's all spectrum, but we've been affected as kids to not trust this thing. Right. We've switched the default, right? The default used to be when we were kids, it was to trust intuitive guidance and trust the flow of life and just trust yourself and not go into this duality of the mind all the time to figure everything out. And then we are taught to actually reverse the default and to go into the either or the comparison, all that duality. Yeah. And it's enforced in schools to go by this. Yes. All that stuff is what leads is, is the suffering. Now you can use this thing when you need to as a computer, but it's yes. not the GPS. And I know that's hard for some people to hear because their mind yeah. is what has protected them, you know? And so I have love and compassion for that. And I know that eventually, hopefully, and I pray that you'll come to the grace of what is available without the mind. Cause it's yeah. so beautiful and it's so real. It's so profound, layered, loving, bigger than life. And you know, when we started talking, we would just commit to certain things. Okay. Let's like you said, 30 days. <laughs> I love your, um, when you're like, just do it for a week, just do it for 30 days. Like it's so cool. Cause then you're like, what do you have to lose? But it was like, you're like, just for 30 days, just follow intuitive guidance at every moment and don't think about it. That was so cool. I did that for 30 days. And it was like, whoa, life is so different. Life is so amazing. And then, you know, the other part of the story, which is on day 30, day 29 or 30, somebody offered me a bunch of money. And this is the best part of the story for the book. <laughs> Instead of being excited about the fact that like the way I was showing up in the expansion and the magnet, as you were talking about, instead of being like, well, people are just throwing money at me. I literally went into a deep depression because of the conditioning that like, oh, someone's giving me money, they're going to abuse me. They're going to take advantage of me. And now, now this is no longer pure and sacred. This is, this is getting like into this whole, you know, world of, well, you owe me something. And I, and I just freaked out. And that was kind of like, that was the microcosm of our first 30 days of our friendship was that like, just go, just be free, just flow. Right. That's, that's, I always tell you that that's what you represent. And then on day 31, I was depressed for a few days. <laughs> and then I realized that the human self and the integration was going to take a little time. Well, I realized that now looking back, it was going to take a little time. And I tasted it so beautifully for those 30 days that it kind of started to switch the default. So when the mind would come in and be like, mm, you can't really trust this Stacy girl. Like what's this intuition stuff? Like, does she have a Stanford degree? Whatever things that the mind will say. Right. Yeah. And then eventually I was like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this is the way, and this is the person to trust. And we developed that trust. And then like, you know, in the first 90 days, I was like all in on the trust. I was like, okay, because it was coming from my own intuitive guidance that we were put together to create something to help each other as we help the world. It was yeah. like so precise, right? Yeah, it was. It was so precise. And I remember when, you know, you were struggling and then the fear came, you know, to me like, whoa, you know, like he's been through a lot. So maybe I'm not credible enough to take care of him in this capacity and in this light, but guidance was clear. It was like, no, 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 no. 
needs to see unconditional love and light and know that there are good people in the world and that you don't need, you can receive purely by your essence and not so much from efforting from the goodness of what you, what wants to be birthed through you, the universe, God will put it through you for free for nothing. Yes. Because God will put that in the hands of the people that want to do the work. Correct. You know? And so um, I went through my own thing and, and, and intuition was very clear. No, stand your beautiful ground in this truth. This yes. is the truth. I've lived through the people that have worked so hard and have gotten very physically sick from it or have died. I think it was also... I had this realization about death. So many people have died in my neighborhood, David. I've been to more wakes than I can't even, I, I cannot even explain to you. Yeah. And it always hit me so hard. And then I'm thinking, what? How could we possibly make gold out of this? And it was the realization that life is so short. And when somebody dies, the outpouring of love Yes. And we give to the people and like the love. And it's like, here we go. It's just like always a return to love. It's always this return to love, return to love, return to love. So if you're suffering right now, someone's passed away or someone's been diagnosed or something's going on, please know it is a sign for you to return to love, come back to love, come back to this. So when you were experiencing that, I had to turn, even though I wanted to go up and be like, you're okay. It's okay. I was yeah. like, come back here and look at this that thinks it's scared and think, no, this is the way. This is intuition. This is love. This is love. And it, then it came and I was like, whatever came out of my mouth at that point was exactly intuitive love and guidance. Yeah. You know? And that's how that's how you're like the model for intuitive living because there's just no other way for you. And so as we were going through getting to know each other, we were just boxer back and forth. And it's like, I knew that you were speaking truth. I knew that you were not speaking. I knew there was no game, you know, cause a lot of people are like, oh, he's got the CEO title. Like he's got the credibility. Like there are a lot of people playing games behind the scenes with me. Like, how can I leverage this guy's credibility? <laughs> and he seems right. so nice right. and he seems right. so kind. Right. And genuine. So like, yeah. and they're like, let me grab, let me get on the, on that coat, on those coattails. I'm like, right. <laughs> right. Ride his wave. <laughs> <laughs> but with you, it was always very, very, pure and like I could just feel that there was no agenda it was like I'm just following intuitive guidance moment you were just following intuitive guidance moment by moment and then as we went through the waves um, I think I put this in one of the things I put on the um, Facebook like as we were going through the waves I could see that you would always just go back to grounding in the truth and grounding in presence and following intuitive guidance and then you would just be like I don't know if this makes any sense to you, but here's what guidance is telling me. And then that's literally how we birthed the inner sangha because what you and I went through of like holding each other accountable is not the right word and putting in air quotes, but like being there for each other for human support is a better way to say it. That allowed us to have the strength for this limited human to have the strength to trust the unlimited potential, the permanent, expansive, limitless, who we really are. It helped the human, like you were saying, it helped, it helped this human trust you a little bit more. <clears throat> and then when I got to trust you, it was like, okay, now I can really trust myself because this mirror of following intuition every single moment and not even overthinking it, mm-hmm. like, because it's just so clear to you. And some people just, you know, some people, what I've been working on is there are times when there's a discernment process because you've been doing it for so long that like you said 99.9%. It's only like 0.1 where you have to like, wonder but i have kind of jumped into things quickly and then been like "Hmm." so not that it was a bad choice right because intuition was guiding me into you know some of the experiences i've had recently like wasn't the wrong choice but it could have probably been a little less painful if i had just taken a little more time to like i don't even know if think through just kind of wait you know to not just jump in as much but i mean that that's part of the process right yeah yeah if you notice that your egoic behavior used to be compulsive, impulsive, making fast decisions, 
then intuition would probably be to pause. Right. 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 You know, for a little bit of a, a little bit of time, you know, and then um, the trust that you build. I say the word build. I don't know how to say this with yourself. Yes. Yeah. Biding in your truth, your authentic truth is all we ever need to do. But we don't know what the truth is when we've been conditioned, traumatized, have had pasts that are crazy, wild. How this thing will try to keep us safe. Yes. This job. Did that yeah. for, for a little while. It was a survival thing. Yeah. And to actually break free of that would mean, what would that mean? That would mean that this character would need to go. Yep. So how would we trust that when you trusted this thing the whole time? So now you're going to trust this universal pulse that comes through more yes. than the identity, more than impulsive <clears throat> behavior. Exactly. You know, um, so it's, it's all a call back to love. And the more that you love yourself fully in the now moment, and you're able to be the noticing, yeah. it's, it's going to be intuition more so than anything else. Even there's no, the there's final fight tooth to the nail. It will fight. It's choiceless choice. And because you just, it's so clear and it's so simple, but here's the thing. So as we were going through this journey of our own kind of like, we're just going to call it our own, like two person inner sangha. Like we didn't realize we were doing it, but now, you know, intuition, the, the mind's capping, catching up with intuition. So we had our little two person inner sangha between the two of us. And then we launched the first cohort and as we were launching that first cohort, I was going to deep things were happening. Things were shifting, things were changing. And I signed up with Janet Philbin, who I've interviewed on the podcast, who's a hypnotherapist and she's written the show up for yourself book, like just a beautiful woman, beautiful soul. And, um, that process of doing the hypnotherapy with her allowed me to gain a different trust because you get into the deep meditation hypnosis and then you know, you go through her process and you're like really connected to your intuition, to the truth with a capital T. And then, you know, that because you're in this deep meditation, your subconscious brain's like awake and you know this. And then the mind is trying to say like, no, 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 don't believe her. Don't. And it's like, it was like, I think I did eight sessions with her over like several months when our first couple inner sangha cohorts. And it was like, it really, that feeling of knowing the truth. It's like, I knew my default was switching like, oh. No. And then what would happen is the mind would say, don't believe her. That's not true. Don't trust that. And then, and then she would ask a question, like, I can't remember how she would do it, but she would use her intuition to ask the right question. And then my answer would be like, Oh, remember when I was really struggling when I was 18 and I was, you know, supporting myself and almost homeless. And she would ask the question in that moment, like, are you going to be okay? Right. And the, and the mind would be like, no, 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 no. You're not okay. Don't trust her. You're going to be homeless. But then guidance, intuitive guidance would say, Remember when your girlfriend's dad gave you a car? Remember when $500 just arrived from the woman your mother was working for to help you? Like all these signs and synchronicities. And then the mind was overridden by guidance. And it was like, and then having Janet there, we call it Janet the healer, <laughs> having her there, like just a neutral, deep, loving energy. It was like, oh, I can trust this. And then everything kind of started to just dissolve and then like like you said it's a choiceless choice or like I said a choiceless choice for intuition then the intuition just comes and there's there's no overthinking because this becomes a default we are intuition you know when our mind and our conditioning and all the stuff that's happened to us in the past the memory bank the deep embedding yes. memory bank it makes the mind and it makes this body mind system constricted Yes. So it's hard to relax, be open, you know, do things that are different than you've ever done because it's in protective mode. Once this thing releases, whatever this is, once it calms down through deep hypnotherapy or connection with oneself, through meditation, through journaling, through being creative, when you start cultivating that and shining the light like that, then you will get the intuition that says, no, there's a block here. And maybe I need to yep. look at this. Like we don't spiritually bypass anything. It's like, you come to a point where it's like, sometimes you have to go back to these memories and shine the light of truth on them. 
shine the light of wisdom on them, shine the light of this is what happened because of unconscious behavior. This is what happened because of ego. And it was a collective that did it. And it seemingly happened to you, but with the light of truth, you can, you're untouchable, but we really believe that we're still that than here, than here. So sometimes you have to open up the chakras or the energy because it's so constricted. So this thing can calm down. So naturalness comes out. It's hard to be natural when you've been fake your whole life. Yeah. Meaning, you know what I mean? The false self, the limited self, the conditioned self that said dim down, only, only hang around these people, you know, whatever it did. Yeah. And it really, I love how you say that because what I have felt is I was going to ask you like, how's your life different? And for me, my life's different because it's like the life force energy is just trying to come through. And there were so many, like, if you just think about a hose or the kink in the hose, we've talked about that before, or you just, I like, I can see almost like the chakras in the human body and like all these, like, you know, if it's all these hoses in your body, like each of them has a different kink from like, oh, that happened when you were eight. And then that happened with this. And then not only did it, you know, and then you're just running the same programs over and over and over. And literally that kink is blocking the life force energy from coming through you, which really is the into and then comes through intuition, but it's blocking the flow and the freedom of your life. Like it's literally blocking it. And what we do in the inner Sangha and what we what you and I have both done with Janet and most people end up with Janet in the inner Sangha. And I did tell you that I interviewed a really cool woman on the podcast that the way she talks about the hypnotherapy, well, the way we talk about hypnotherapy with Janet, she talked about doing ayahuasca. Like yeah. she did ayahuasca and she did it for like, went to Costa Rica, went to whole retreat center. I know Renee, your friend has his own in um, Peru and I'm hoping to get him on the podcast, but like, it's basically finding a way to like clear those blocks, but not through the old way of going into the mind. Cause if you're going into the mind, trying to clear a block, you're not clearing anything. No. Right. You can't, it's frequency. So if the frequency is lack, okay. Lack has a frequency to it. It's an energy. You can't meet lack with lack. You can't go to the mind for the mind solutions. You have, it has to be some, a higher frequency, a more expansive lens to see it or else it'll just keep perpetuating the same thing over and over again. And the reason it does that is not because God hates us or the universe hates us. It's because it's the answer is always the return to love, how to trace your way back to love, how to trace your way back to essence, mindless essence, the openness, the stillness, how to get back there. And, and there is no how to, it is what we are. And this can only be experienced. This is not a mental thing. So when we're speaking about this, it's, And it's clear. It's like, I'm not speaking to the mind. I'm speaking to a deep knowing, an intuitive knowing, but there's, there's a lot of trust issues with our body and mind. Yes. And it's blocking, it's veiling the openness because we've been burned before and it'll keep telling us that, but then there's this beautiful grace that just shows up and reminds you, Oh no. Remember when that showed up for you? And there's, there's yes. beautiful things that also come with intuition. That's like, no, that, you know, gives you a little bit of a pulse, like, but so, and, and, and what's been clear to me, intuition and guidance has always said, like, if you have a restlessness, that is your ultimate sign that your essence is waiting to be, even though it's already, it's woke as hell, right. or, uh, uh, it, it's ready to be more at the forefront be, because the restlessness is just the indicator that this way is not working. Exactly. Exactly. This, this is not, if it was, it would be flow. If and, right. and it's not to say when you're in flow, that shit doesn't happen because it does. My car's broken right now <laughs> during the week. Mine too. This is hilarious. Both of our cars but, broken right, car. but the difference with Stacy now is that I am caring for myself during this time. Instead of going off, da, 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 da. I'm caring for myself during this time, knowing that this experience of not having a vehicle during this time in August when the kids are little, not a good time. Right. But flow, flow is when you accept what is happening fully with no resistance because it's all just happening. 
Yes. I resist any little portion of this. I don't want to go down in the hole. Right. I want to have the solutions come from the highest essence of how to navigate when shit goes down, life inevitable. And you know it's going to happen, Stacey, because I've watched you for all these months. Like, what are we on? Like, month 17 at this point. And what's going to happen is you're going to put your stake in the ground and you're going to go deeper than you usually, or you're going to go deep. I'm not going to say you than you usually do. You're just going to go I'm really going deep. Deeper than deep. Deeper than deep. Okay. You're going to go deeper than deep. You're going to stake, just go deep presence. And you're going to wait for the intuitive guidance that tells you, okay, call this person do this, turn here, do it, whatever it may be, step by step by step. And you're going to trust in that. And you're not going to, and the story's going to come in. Oh my gosh, you spent so much money on that car. Your husband could have died. All the stories are going to come and you're not going to enmesh in them and fuel them so that then the universe is just giving you right back the same thing. Cause you're like, Oh, these thoughts are here. And this is the program. I'm supposed to, so then the program stays here. And now I get more problems and more broken cars and more problems with the car. It's like, you're going to get to a place of just like clear presence. And then there's going to be like, Oh, do this, do that. And then something will just unfold and happen. And you're not going to have an expectation because this is one of the things I wanted to ask you before. Like when you follow intuitive guidance, it's not, it's not all rainbow and rainbows and butterflies. Right. There are times where you might actually go through some pain because at this moment, intuitive guidance, the universe wanted you to actually experience this. So you might, I'm not going to say this to jinx you, but like you might have a broken car for several months because you needed to go through that experience of understanding what it was like. Right. And you'll just trust that and you'll accept that, but you'll be ready at each moment for whatever intuitive guidance is telling you and hoping that that's not the experience you have to have. <laughs> maybe that it's a new car is going to roll around the corner and you know, whatever it may be, but you're just going to trust, right? Yeah. I'm going to trust that I'm the source of my peace. I am the peace. So when I had to go back to my car dealership 25 times, the old me would have been like, this is bullshit. This is whatever. But I was in such a state of peace that I was just observing it all. Yeah. I needed to be the observer for a long time. You yeah. know, so intuitively, it was like, just notice all this. Notice how life is just happening. Even if you're on your best behavior, even if you're following guidance, the shit's still going to go down, but there's a choice, suffering or pain, you know, yep. there's pain and then there's suffering. Suffering is when you're engulfed, enmeshed, see no way, misery, gloom and doom, no opening. But flow is, okay, I'm here, I'm human, it hurts, but I've gone through a lot of stuff in my life. And I know that this is temporary and cars break and it's just the facts. So what is really true here? 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 Like I am to the point now in evolution that it's, I'm questioning, I'm paying attention to how many times this thing wants to take me off yes. into dynasty. This is us. You know, I talk about these shows. A lot of our viewers don't even know what that is, but it's like dynasty Dallas. This is us. People know so it. <laughs> Go off and do a side story when right here, all it is, is I'm talking to David on zoom. Yeah. How I deal with my car will arise in the now moment. It will become the choiceless choice. It'll just happen that way. Yeah. Um, and to be open to that is flow. Yeah. Other way would be this. Exactly. This and this is ego limited, perpetuate more suffering until I learn to surrender. And you experience life differently. Because when you experience life through that lens, you might have a broken car and it might be painful, but you're not going to create extra suffering. No. But I know it's a trigger for me. So I said to my husband, to my mom, I'm taking extra special care there you go. today to stay. Now, normally I would care for, 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 do all this extra stuff that would right. end up with Stacy and suffering because I would be mad that I would have to take care of everybody. Right. Pissed, pissed that I would not only have to deal with the struggle and deal with having to have my own business and do everything and blah, blah, blah. But then I'd have oh. to take care of all the other stuff. Yep. So intuition said, do none of that. 
take care of yourself. When you are taking care of yourself, you're precise. It's precise, precision, focus, clarity, exact way that this has to roll. So I trust that more than anything in the world. And we're integrating the receiving now from not efforting. Yes. That's where we're at now, like yep. in this thing. We're like in the integration of the nervous system still going to do its thing. Yeah. The mind's still going to do its thing for a little bit of time until we abide in the intuitive flow and really trust that. And that takes a lot of time. I know Rupert Spiro, who I love, the non-dual teacher, he's like, yeah. you know, in his experience, Muji's ex- and a lot of people that I follow's experience, it took a little time to abide in the trust. Yes. Even when the body mind flaps its trap. Everything we're doing in our daily lives and in, in, in our sangha, because to us, there's no separation. It's just, it just is, is all intuitive guidance. So we have like, of course we have a curriculum and we have the content that we teach, but really it's like, that's the foundation. And then we just flow with it each week. And it's so crazy, Stacey, we've talked about this before, but we'll have guidance to be like, okay, we're releasing something today or we're doing this. And it's all just intuitive guidance. And then it'll be like, the astrologers are coming out with like, oh, it's this moon and that moon. And, and then you see, we see seven videos in a row from like, like you said, Muji or feel good or pick your teacher that goes on live. And, and they're all saying the same thing. We're like, oh, okay, well, universal truth is universal truth. So that's all we do is we follow that. And then what I love about the inner song is it's so intimate. It's just a small group where you can really, like, I literally want my whole family to take it. I can tell you that. Like, I want my whole family to take it. I'm like, why are they not taking it? Not my immediate family. Cause they're obviously in it with me, but like my brother and my niece, and my sister and my mother, like it's one all in the inner song. I'm like, Hey, why do I want all my family? I'm like, because it literally changes the way you live your life on a day-to-day basis. And there's, there's no, I mean, I want everyone to experience this, not from ego, just from like the love that I have for humanity. Yeah. I love how some of the people are soul brothers and sisters that are involved. They said that this feels like the real deal family, like the family right. that doesn't judge or critique. It's really holding space, pointing towards your strength. It's about, and it's also about experiencing instead of learning concepts. It's, it's about the experiencing for yourself, the direct path to inner knowing, your direct path to inner knowing, how you, your inner knowing can trace back and be the observer is truly who you are. Yes. So holding space for that. It's so sacred. It's so, it's so beautifully sacred to us and to our group members that anybody that comes this way, um, no matter what, you'll have some sort of clarity. Like, no, this isn't my life at all. And yeah. or, whoa, Nelly Hurtado, this is... <laughs> This is, this is what I needed all this time. I needed a sacred space to speak what was at the surface. And I didn't have anybody to really tell it to uh, where their ears yeah. were open yes. and their mind was, they didn't want to respond. They just wanted to listen. Yes. And that's where like we need each other. It's not codependency. Yeah. It's dependent on, we're dependent on the deep connection. Like we yes. do need that. We do. We yeah. need that. Any trauma that's kept inside, it's not meant to. It's not yeah. meant to be kept inside. It has to get out some way, somehow. And intuitively, you'll figure out how it'll come. Yeah. But this is what this group is. There's no judgment. But I like the way people described it as a family. No, that's great. That's probably why I want my, why I want my whole family in there because I want to <laughs> recreate it. <laughs> I wish it could have yeah. been like that. Um, and then Loving. it was really interesting when I interviewed Helen Hamilton, who will be on the podcast soon. And she said, after I hit stop on the recording, she was like, Oh, you're really doing exactly what you should be doing. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just follow it. So you and I have been doing this type of work our whole lives, right? Like people always, we always joke for like, people always tell us personal stuff. People always trust us. People always kind of like, we always hold, like we just hold the space and it's just what we do. And people are always like, there's just no judgment when we talk to you. So that was always our essence, our true nature. Yeah. Now that we've really devoted to this life of following the truth and not being the kind of old default. It's like just what we've always done, but just so much more precise and so much more expansive and open and just a loving sacred space. And it's like, it's so simple. And, and um, 
And then Helen was saying like, when you know, <clears throat> this is what I want people to hear too. Like when you start to live your life this way, you kind of just know what you should be doing with your time. Like okay. she, I don't know what her job used to be, but she's like, now I just do the spiritual teaching thing. And I sit in my living room in England and do YouTube, you know, and, and that is, it just becomes really clear. It's not, it's not complicated. It's enough. You know, yeah. All the thinking. Yeah. It's clear for us, right? Like this yeah, is what we were supposed us. to be doing. Yeah. 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 And I know maybe people didn't understand or couldn't understand. And that's okay because you know, what, what has influenced me in my life are stories of triumph. Like I have been influenced by, I have seen people's stories like on ESPN and stuff like that, like next level people that were raised this way and totally changed and, and went this way and did it for, from the effortless flow and like knowing right. stories of triumph, you know, um, next level people that I admired that built things from nothing, from yeah. intuition and this belief in themselves and, and belief in something bigger that I was inspired by. So I always knew that, um, I always knew that I needed to follow my own thing and that it would teach others that it is possible to just follow this thing. Like I tried to be as clear as I could with the things that were going around me with certain people that I was communicating with at that time my kids school and, and different things. I tried to be as honest as I possibly could. There was a radical shift happening within me and the whole world needed to trust that. Mm. And, 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 and it was like, and it, and it, and it, I, I, I can't explain that that level of devotion has completely altered any veils of fear. Now fear still shows up, but it's not even really there. And it's, this is enough. And I know that this is the most impact that I could possibly give. That's it. Thank you so well, much. Thank you. Really yeah. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for listening and getting to this point. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Stacy and myself. Just another reminder for the next round of the Inner Sangha, which sets sail in just a few weeks. So if you're interested or you know someone who maybe interested, please visit my website. You can click on the link to set up a call with me. And I'm really excited and honored to be holding the space for the next cohort of of the inner Sangha. We're going to throw out all the old formulas, learn to trust our inner guidance system, no matter what. And it's a beautiful journey, a beautiful community. And we look forward to having you in it if you're interested. Thank you so much. Thank you.